If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Three. Four. All right, getting those middle finger, ring finger exercises going for the metal horns. It's showtime, folks. Breaking down the best four songs. This, this, this is Mount Rock. I think it's absolutely repulsive. I, I can't imagine anyone doing anything so disgusting. Really? Well, have I got news for upcoming episodes for you, sweetheart. I'm Bauer, and welcome, everybody. Welcome, you British Steelers. Howdy, stained class holes, and salutes to all of the metal army from Rockmore Nation. I am Bauer, your host for this climb on the left side of the road as we pray tribute to the four career-defining songs of one of arguably the best guitar duos that metal has to offer. And when you think metal... Judas Priest has to be one of the first bands that comes to mind. The band's subtle and charming style has woven its way into the fabric of our hearts. Wait a minute. What? We're talking about Priest here. Loud, uncompromising, hard rock action. So gather around, kiddies, as we deliver our Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs. And if you're scheduling your next weekend road trip plans, then all I ask as as you're figuring out what you're going to do and getting the kids back to school, check out our other Mount Rockmore ventures. At thebowershow.com, recently we tackled the Mount Rockmore of the 40th anniversary for ACDC's Back in Black. We did Aerosmith, ZZ Top, uh, a little help from our NFL Network pals. We covered the Beastie Boys and Allison Chains as well. Now, after 51 years, 30 singles, 16 studio albums, and a mass of studio and live material to take into consideration, all of which, whoo, you talk about evolving since the band's inception, uh, you're going to find your brain in panic mode, just like me, attempting to try to figure out through dozens of monumental tracks and then be the judge of those monumental tracks and the jury and the executioner to try to pick out four career-defining songs of Judas Priest. Now, the Judas Priest story begins in a world where man had just walked on the moon. Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin were storming the Woodstock Festival, and the highest-grossing film at the UK box office was something called Carry On Camping. I don't know what it was, but here in the US, you had Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Listen, I'm fully aware that I will not be able to satisfy every... You claim yourself to be a leather-clad metalhead bedazzling all they own with priest-like studs? I'll probably piss off a few of you metal army-goers, more than a mosh pit filled with Mormons. But these guys melted my ear holes as a young lad of 13 when I went to see them at the Cow Palace in San Francisco for my very first concert. And these metal gods deserve and most obeyedly receive a play-in, period, End of list, full stop. There's too much that will get left out when you are only carving four songs into the face of this Mount Rushmore for Judas Priest song. So before you find yourself curled up in the fetal position trying to argue the tough decisions that I'll be making here, see what I sacrificed for you? This song, as a play-in, was never released as an official single. It has survived the test of time as a fan favorite, and as a cornerstone of Judas Priest's live performances. And you, too, are getting it live, the live version, presenting arguably the strongest vocal performance from Rob Halford in this entire Mount Rockmore episode. I give you the Priest play-in. Chris Jericho of Fozzie says it's his all-time favorite Priest tune. 
He even likes the way that Rob Halford sings the shit out of this song and the pronunciation of the title word when he screams the Sentinel here on Mount Rockmore of Judas Priest. Go visit a friend of ours in the metal future. Come to the land of the Sentinel.
Jericho, you know him from the WWE. You also know him from his band, Fozzy, says his all-time Priest tune, his favorite of all time. He said it always increases his heart rate when he sees it added back into the live set, which it currently is. He said it's the perfect example of the dual guitar genius of Tipton and Downing matched by the Metal God's stellar vocal delivery, and that is why it gets a play-in. But now we move into the real business, carve time. Yeah. One of the more amazing guitar duos to ever make a Marshall stack proud, K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton, make our first carving resound at the highest volumes from the onset. This, this amazing piece of guitar duo-ness opens one of the greatest openings to any metal album ever. It seamlessly merges into the second part of the song where Rob Halford uses his mid-range to dramatic effect. It's almost like an an Ozzy-like quality to his melody. And he has such an incredible range to draw from that his lower range is as dynamic as the great whales he's known for. So taking inspiration on the theme of this song from Orwell's 1984, it deals with this modern totalitarian state, prophetic in its lyrics, especially these days. And these, we know there are some songs in the great history of Rock's pages, right? That are just written out as two songs, but really always need to be combined at the one song they truly are. Those jocks and program directors in rock radio that break up the Led Zeppelin, Heartbreaker, Live and Love and Made, or Queen's We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions, should be fired and arguably burned at the stake. If you dare separate the conjoined eruption from Van Halen with You Really Got Me or Green Day's Brain Stew and Jaded, we as rockers will never, ever associate with you. The same goes for this song, a triumph in its simplicity. This one rocks hard from the get-go and is, in my opinion, the quintessential Judas Priest song. Our first song on the Mount Rockmore Judas Priest goes to... The Hellion Electric Eye from Screaming for Vengeance.
I mean by the creepy lyrics some of the lyrics are pretty creepy always in focus you can't feel my stare i zoom into you you don't know i'm there hello stalker based around surveillance satellites watching our every move which looking at my cell phone right now you pretty much guarantee they're following us everywhere on the way why judas priest was sued for their music and the one regret rob halford and the boys have about their metal god level careers that's all on the way here the mount rockmore of judas priest and spectators at the breeders cup world championships this weekend will see the first ever openly gay horse to run in a major stakes race gene ann warden takes us beyond the facts Anita Park. Many bettors are counting on two-time Beaumont winner Fantastic Feet to take the Breeders' Cup. But it's newcomer ship's captain that has everyone talking. I see him at the head of the field and I think there's no way that horse is gay. Mm-hmm. But he is. Trainer Gene Harris acknowledged the horse's sexual orientation in last week's Time magazine. He can no more change the fact that he's gay than he can that he has four hooves. There have been rumors of gay horses competing since the early days of thoroughbred racing. Flat Tire, Whirlybird, and Nor'easter were widely suspected to be homosexual, while the book Out in the Pasture revealed former Preakness champ Silver Dollar struggled to remain in the closet, going so far as breeding with mares to protect his secret. What were your biggest concerns about ship's captain coming out? You know, the horses. I was worried how they'd react mm-hmm. when they refused to ride in the same trailer as him. they buck and snort when we walked in the stable. Gaining the acceptance of other trainers and horses is only part of the battle. While many racing fans are commending ship's captain for his bravery, others aren't ready to accept the idea of a gay racehorse. It's getting a bad name on racing. No, I don't think there should be anything like that. I think everything should be natural. It ain't right. I'm worried about all the other horses that are with them, that they're, you know, they have to eat together and they might get horse aids or something like that. There's an astonishing amount of ignorance out there. I'll be in a stable with ship's captain and I'll hear a jockey say, that's so gay. Mm. And I'll think... I hope he can't understand human language. Despite the horse's high profile, Harris says ship's captain's priority is to race, not make a political statement. Ship's captain is here because he's fast, not because he's gay. There are other gay horses. You know, people go out to a petting farm. There's gay ponies out there that they're petting. There's gay plow horses. Mm -hmm. This is a part of the world. The latest odds on Ship's captain winning the Breeders' Cup are 16 to 1, but don't count him out just yet. He's already overcome much greater odds just by being himself. From Beyond the Facts, I'm Jean Ann Wharton. Thanks, Jean Ann. We'll all be watching to see how that gay horse fares. This is, this is a clearly, clearly not metrosexual moment. Moment in history. The Dragon Slayer. Von Pardue, a man in Montgomery County, Texas, was attacked by a neighborhood pit bull recently. The dog bit hard into Pardue's hand and refused to release its clench. But Pardue didn't complain that the dog had ruined his manicured fingernails and their shiny, translucent nail polish. Why not? Because he didn't have any girly nail polish on. In fact, he doesn't even know what the word manicure means. He thinks it's when a guy gets better. With the snarling beast still digging into his hand, Pardue didn't pull some wussy crap and try to reason with the animal. He didn't say, let's compromise, let's pass a UN resolution, let's talk about your problems, did you have a rough childhood? Hell no. The Texan dragged the one-foot-tall fanged monster a full block and a half to his house, where he then, according to police, choked it to death. 
No real man like Pardue is going to let that pit ball off with a warning. It's one strike and you're strangled to death. He's judge, jury, and executioner. And more importantly, he's a real man. And now, Dragon Slayer. This has been Lee Camp. For more funny crap, check out LeeCamp.net and SharkBaby.com. Breaking down the best four songs. This, this, is Mount Rockmore. Oh, good for you. Welcome back to the Mount Rockmore podcast. If what we're doing is giving you happy leather-clad pants, skin tight as they may be for a Judas Priest podcast, well, please check out our website, thebowershow.com. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a rating. Give us a review, one to five stars on iTunes, depending on how many studs you have implemented on your leather jacket or leather pants or leather boots or saddlebags, wherever you may be putting those studs. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the guitar duo of K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton will go down in the history books, the Annals of Rock, as one of the greatest guitar duos of all time. And from 1969 until recently, Judas Priest stuck together. Despite lead singer Rob Halford breaking out on his own as a solo artist and new bands, not to mention his alleged gay porn directing career. Although, to be fair, I scoured the internet and couldn't find a lot of films, and by a lot I mean any, that Rob Halford had directed. And I, trust me when I tell you this, you don't want to look at my browsing history. I'm glad I did that at home and not at work, because all the searching I did at gay movie sites, point here is, now the two guitarists had stuck it out as a team. And they have one of them, K.K. Downing, who's out promoting his memoir, Heavy Duty, Days and Nights in Judas Priest. Now that the band has kind of gone their own ways, K.K. explains why he left the band and any regrets that he may have. I don't know. Maybe, like I said before, I was just a bit too easygoing. And, you know, you know I was, my inspiration was to, was to make the band big, not myself big, you know. And um, it just came... You know, the awareness, really, that, you know, uh, we might divide the solos up at the end of the recordings, you know, and I would have 10 and Glenn would have 10, but maybe mine were 10, 15-second solos, but Glenn's were a lot longer, you know, and it, it went on a bit like that, really, and I kind of let that slip a little bit is what I think. But, but you know, the albums were still great, the songs were great, and the solos, you know, were great. It was good, but... You know, I was probably um, a little bit more easygoing because, you know, I think all the listeners will know. I mean, you try to get five people to form a relationship yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. a band together. Inevitably, without you knowing it, some kind of pecking order starts to formulate. And, you know, and there's, there's always going to be some people that aspire to their egos, kind of. You know, there's always something that happens. I mean... That's why so many great bands didn't last that long, because things get in the way, you know, because, you know, uh, the way that it is. But I always tried to keep as uh, absolutely as democratic and everything, you know, a level playing field, absolutely as much as possible, you know. And, um, and like I said, I still I have great respect for all of my bandmates. And we'll have other news coming up a little bit later on in this podcast about a new version of Judas Priest. But what a legacy! K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton have left. Undeniable in the world of metal. And one album defined what metal meant to K.K. Downing. All of that really did come to fruition with British Steel because we had then great band name, great great album. We felt we just made a really good album. Great. Um, didn't really know it at the time, but the, the album cover, metal, you know. Uh, and that razor blade, there was blood all over that album yeah. cover to start with, but we had to curtail it a little bit. And then um, and we had the look, so yeah. everything came together, and we went out there, and we really, I really do yeah. think metal was really, truly yeah. made, and uh, was born and made, yeah. and, uh, uh, and was set, set sail on, 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 that, on that Bridge Steel tour. Brilliant. So... It's got to be that album, I think, really. Everything, everything before was getting to that point, and everything after was a result of, of that point. Here's your second song, Hammer Godded into the Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs. It's Breaking the Law from British Steel. Priest, not Rockmore. 
Siren at the beginning of that song. This is how good a guitar duo, duo you had of KK Downing and Glenn Tipton. The police siren at the beginning of that song was actually made by KK Downing using his guitar's tremolo bar. That was not a, a an actual police siren sound effect. He made that happen for Judas Priest. We are now at the halfway point for the Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs. There's two songs left to go, and by all means, when I give you that two. I am expecting every one of you listening to put up your metal horn hand. At least one, if you're driving specifically. But first, before we go any further, it's time for a Judas Priest Today You Learned. Today, today, today you learned. Today, today, today you learned. It's after dinner trivia, or leather studying trivia, as the case may be. Uh, here in the middle of the afternoon or evening or wherever you're enjoying this. It could be even breakfast time. I don't know. But hopefully, wherever you're enjoying it, you've got a drink with you. Today, you learned of the subliminal message trial. Judas Priest was involved in a civil action suit that alleged they were responsible for the 1985 suicides of two men who were allegedly listening either to their music or listening to their music backwards. Yeah, whatever happened to backward masking? That was a thing for like a heartbeat in the 80s where people were playing, the, they'd put the record on the turntable and then play it backwards and you could hear hidden messages. Rob Halford said the hidden message he would have put in, if any, in these days would have been buy more of our records. Today, you learned that Judas Priest is banned for life, even as spectators to other events at Madison Square Garden after a riot at a 1984 concert cost the arena a quarter of a million dollars in damages. I've always wondered about that. What happens if a place gets trashed? Now you know. Madison Square Garden, the garden will kick you out, not even to let you come to see a show if you're in Judas Priest. Today, you learned that the band Judas Priest appeared on The Simpsons, and when they appeared on The Simpsons, they were mistakenly defined as death metal. The producers decided to apologize for the mistake by having, and you might remember having seen this, having Bart Simpson write, Judas Priest is not death metal in the opening sequence chalkboard gag. And finally, I found this incredibly interesting because I just watched this movie this weekend with my 13-year-old daughter. Today you learnt Judas Priest turned down having their song Reckless on the Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah, right next to Kenny Loggins in Danger Zone there. Uh, and have since admitted they absolutely regret that move. And that's Judas Priest, Today You Learn. Today, today, today you learn. Today, today, today you learn. Oh, we have to get back into the carving. And let me tell you, one of the Judas Priest's strongest riffs 
kicks off this 1981 classic. Never at a loss. The band has never been at a loss for a hooky chorus. This carving provides one of the band's finest midsections to date. The track is one of their most simplistic and catchy songs. Definitely gets stuck in your head. I've been singing it all day long as I was listening to it when I was loading it up earlier. It's a it's a, like a total pop, hardcore, rock action powering it. That's a good thing. It's really, really good. It comes from their 1981 album, Point of Entry. It was released as a single later that year. It was the band's first single to reach the mainstream rock chart. The track contains a dual guitar solo between K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton, and it was also featured on VH1's Top 40 Driving Songs. Number three on the Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs, it's heading out to the highway. is such a guy I bought that album just for that song and then listened to the rest of the album and absolutely loved it a fantastic album point of entry heading out to the highway got me in deep there folks we've only got one more track left but first even the greatest even the most memorable Judas Priest songs 
have to have songs that didn't quite make the climb to the Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs. So who didn't make the Judas Priest cut? Out on the, how the fuck did you not choose these songs, Bauer Plains, by the mangled remains of Desert Plains. And if queer-leaning bondage was your metal game, you want to turn away from the rats picking away at the carcass of Hellbent for Leather. And uh, how the hell did we not see that one coming, Gully? All right, back to the mountainside for a final priest track. It's a track that drove me to beg to go to their concert in San Francisco, attend that concert with my mom and the priest of our church. And what my virgin eyes saw there that very night, back in 1983, could have been 82, but I think it was 83. That's all coming up next here on Mount Rockmore. This is a clearly, clearly not metrosexual moment, moment in history. The hibernation guy. Recently, a man went missing in western Japan and survived in near-freezing weather without food and water for over three weeks. Apparently, he did this by falling into a state similar to hibernation, doctors said. You don't get more manly than that. Look at it this way. This guy got lost in the freezing wilderness. And did he whine like a little girl? Did he say, oh, it's chilly out here. Let's find a Starbucks and warm up my nipples and my little fingers with a vainty, girly, whirly, schmappy, pappy caramel latte. No, he took a goddamn nap. The doctor said that when he was found after 24 days, he had almost no pulse, and his organs had all but shut down. Now that's a fucking nap. He didn't give a crap what was going on around him. The baseball game was over, and it was high time to take a load off and fall asleep for most of a month. If we were half the man he is, we too would take naps for several weeks at a time rather than a pansy four or five hours. Naps. Real men hibernate. This has been Lee Camp for more more funny crap, check out LeeCamp.net and SharkBaby.com. Smoking or just plain deteriorating? Hi, I'm Gus, and this is Gus's Muffler Shop, and we're here to help you with all your muffler needs. It's our grand opening downtown, and we have plenty of specials for you. You see, we here at Gus's would like to thank you ahead of time for your business, but we want to do more than just thank you. You see, we know that, well, because being men, we are limited to a firm handshake and a two-minute discussion about the Bulls in the playoffs. Gus's wants to thank you by gently caressing your strong yet weary body with strawberry bath oil, massaging your week-to-week problems away. We want to take you to an adorable little chalet in the hills of Connecticut and enjoy man-to-man love while Michael Bolton sings in all of his splendor. We want to peel grapes and feed them to you while we watch Barbara Streisand movies and cry in each other's arms. See, we love you, your business, and your brand new muffler at Gus's. We're a little naked slow dancing and a little bondage is our way of saying thanks, sport. Gus's Mufflers, opening soon, downtown. Breaking down the best four songs. This, this, is now Rob I cannot believe that I'm actually thinking about blanking your blank. Oh, you better believe it. And maybe even drive. What? Welcome. We're down to the last track on the Mount Rushmore of Judas Priest songs. We'll take a little time capsule travel back here as I introduce myself to metal. I've been listening to a lot of Scorpions and Kiss at the time. And 1982, Screaming for Vengeance came out. Judas Priest screaming for vengeance, and man, did I want to be in Judas Priest. Man, did I want to be a part of that band. I, wa- I, I, I wanted to be a combination of Ace Fraley, and I wanted to be K.K. Downing. I wanted to have a flying V and be in awesome rock bands. I was young. My neighbor, Tim, had a drum kit, and due to the name Screaming for Vengeance and that album from Judas Priest... I thought the name Young Vengeance would be a great name for a band. Boy, was I wrong. But that's not the point here. The point here is I wanted to go to my first metal show. I wanted to go to my first rock concert. And that was going to be Judas Priest at the Cow Palace. Coney Hatch opening up for Judas Priest at the Cow Palace. In order to do that, I had to pull some shenanigans, some tomfoolery. See, I grew up uh, in an Episcopal church family. Went every week to church. We were part of the church youth group. And I wanted to go see Judas Priest. My mom was very open to letting me listen to Judas Priest at that age. They're coming to the Cow Palace. I want to go. A couple of other kids from the youth group liked Judas Priest as well. 
they wanted to go. We ended up with about 10 kids that wanted to go to a Judas Priest concert. We all paid for our tickets ourselves, but we needed to have people looking out for us. So chaperoning us to the Cow Palace in San Francisco to see Coney Hatch and Judas Priest involved my mom, who had the van. We had a, a big old Ford Econoline van with seats and then places at the time when you didn't give a crap about seatbelts. We could all fit in the Ford Econoline van. My mom and the priest from our church. Yes, they took this youth group, including myself, to the Cow Palace in San Francisco to go see Judas Priest and Coney Hatch. When we walked into the Cow Palace, before either band had started to play, there was already a thick layer of marijuana smoke (laughs) that you could barely see the stage from the back of the arena. Now, the back of the arena is where my mom and the priest decided to go sit and watch the show. They didn't want to be right up front. I, of course, wanted to be right up front. They didn't want to be right up front. So they sat toward the back of the arena. I told them I would be watching Coney Hatch, and then I would come back and just kind of wave to them, let them know I was all good in between shows before Judas Priest went on. After Coney Hatch, getting all amped up for Judas Priest to come out. I had heard some cool rumor that the singer would ride out on his Harley Davidson. I turned around to go uh, wave to my mom and priest at the back of the cow palace, and they're not, not two rows behind them as they waved back to me nicely, gently. Hi, how you doing? You okay? Good. You okay? Good. Two rows behind them, a girl was giving a guy a blowjob behind my mom and the priest at the Judas Priest show. They did not turn around. They did not see it to the best of my knowledge. I I hesitate to think that perhaps they got anything on them, but I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I immediately, after my virgin eyes saw what was going on there, walked back around to go see the rest of the show and couldn't wait for Judas Priest to come out on stage. It was quite an experience. It was all for the Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance tour. And by the way, uh, the rumor always was from our priest that he got contact high from the marijuana smoke there and that we had always told each other he had a three-day hangover. Now, I've gotten high from contact smoke. I never had a hangover. Perhaps he had some sort of a chemical imbalance. I don't know. But, but they did a great thing and they let us see <laughs> who years later, Rob Halford came out of the closet as being a gay, openly gay man or at least out of the closet gay man. And I don't know how none of us saw it. This guy in skin-tight leather pants and vests comes riding out on his Harley Davidson. I don't know how we didn't see it, but we didn't see it. The point is this. That was my introduction to Judas Priest, screaming for vengeance, and I found myself loving the music every single way. The band is separated now. Right now, in Judas Priest, there's just Rob Halford and the original bass player, Ian Hill. Glenn Tipton is out battling Parkinson's disease. K.K. Downing, according to what we'll hear right now, may have his own version of Judas Priest. The great Eddie Trunk fills us in on the details. K.K. has now decided to go out and do a band called K.K.'s Priest. And it will include two other former members of Judas Priest. Lead singer Tim Ripper Owens, who, of course, sang on two Judas Priest studio records and a bunch of live material and recently performed with KK in England with David Ellison. We had those guys on talking about that. Has joined this band, as has Judas Priest drummer Les Binks who played on Unleashed in the East and a bunch of other classic priest material, including Stained Class and Hellbent for Leather. So you've got essentially three former members of Judas Priest here, one a founding member in K.K. Downing. The rest of the band is is, uh, rounded out by guitarist A.J. Mills from a band called Hostile and bassist Tony Newton, from a band Voodoo Six. But what matters here is that K.K. Downing has got his own version of Judas Priest. Now, I have generally not liked it when bands do that. Queensryche had their own problems with Jeff Tate and Michael Wilton. They all went kind of their separate ways, then had two different versions of Queensryche out there. I think there have been a number of bands that have done that. I've never, ever been a fan of that. I would just like to see those bands all get together. That said, I, I would like to see what K.K.'s version of priest looks like this is probably 
Priest's most beloved song. It, its power hasn't diminished one bit. This is the one that opened the door for me to Judas Priest. This is the one that opened the door to me for metal. It was released on the Essential Screaming for Vengeance album. It takes a simpler, more radio-friendly approach to the sounds of Judas Priest. Rob Helford, the self-proclaimed stately homo of heavy metal, and his voice powerfully steering the track despite the metal god you know, resisting using that legendary voice at full capacity. It's a much more toned-down but harder version of a song. Your final spot on the Mount Rockmore of Judas Priest goes to You Got Another Thing Coming.
as good as I remember it the first day I heard it. God damn it, what a good song that is. Now, Rob Halford jokingly claims that he could never be replaced by a straight man, bringing up late Queen vocalist Freddie Mercury, saying that if Freddie hadn't been gay, Queen would have been a totally different band. But that's a really important part of Rob Halford's life that he wants to put a book out and get it all down on paper at some point. Hey, metalheads, hate my picks? Think you could do better? Tweet us at Mount Rockmore and let me know. I may need you to help me. What is it? If, if you bedazzle your jeans, what is it you do with studs on your leather jacket? I don't, I, you know, never mind. I may need you to help me host upcoming Rockmores. And if you want to lose your ever loving metal mind, Rob Halford, frontman for Judas Priest, said he's a huge fan of Michael Buble. He said that he said it before. By the time he's 70, he said, you'll find me in a little joint just off the Vegas Strip, and I'll be going, bursting into crooner-style singing, breaking the law, breaking the law, and adds, remember this one, folks? Living after midnight. He said, I'll be drinking and smoking again, which I haven't done for 30 years, and I'll be leaning on the bar stool. I think maybe, as I'm in my senior years, I just won't give a fuck now, whereas maybe I used to. By all means... Tell your friends and pals to subscribe to this podcast. We'll be here for your 40th high school graduation road trip. I'm Bauer. See ya. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Saved by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started.